Get ready for biblical preaching and teaching. I am Pastor Adam Bigelow. Isn't it time to get unstuck? This is the Reaching Forward Podcast. If you have your Bibles and you'd like to turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 16, we're going to deal with, well, let's read this joke first. So this is a letter from an 83-year-old lady to her grandson. An 83-year-old lady to her grandson. My dear grandson. I don't know if I should try to do the, the, the accent. Some days ago, I experienced something wonderful, which I want to share with you. She said, I went to a religious shop and found a car sticker saying, Honk, if you love God. I decided to buy it and stick it on the bumper of my car. When I went away, it was in the rush hour, almost 100 degrees outside, and I was very at a very busy crossroads with lots of traffic. I stopped there as the traffic light was red, and I decided to thank God for everything he gave me. Although I didn't realize it, the traffic light had turned green. I found out that there were a lot of people who loved God because they began to honk. They must have seen my sticker. It was wonderful. The man in the car behind me was for sure very religious as he began honking repeatedly and saying, for the love of God. (laughs) Just like him, a lot of people began to honk as well. I happily smiled and waved with my hand out the car window. Two men got out of their car and walked toward ours. I I believe they wanted to pray with me, or perhaps they wanted to know what church I go to. But then I realized that the traffic light was green. However, I also noticed that my car was the only one that moved as the light turned red right after I got through the intersection. Don't forget to thank God for the bottom of your heart when you go through something wonderful, such as this marvelous experience I had with these men and women. Sincerely, your grandmother. (laughs) Developing your love. Developing your love. 1 Corinthians chapter 16. So what about that honking? This son said to his dad, he said, Dad, why are all those horns honking? And the dad said, son, there's a wedding happening. And the son said, but daddy, didn't, didn't you say we have a horn on our car as a warning signal? And the dad said, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Developing, if you're not married, you don't get it. <laughs> so, Developing your love. So we want to we wanna look at the last chapter in 1 Corinthians 16. It's fitting that some of the things that Paul expresses in there are to develop our love, our Christian love. And it's interesting, I was listening to a podcast, there's a gentleman who's a, a, quite a Bible expositor, he knows, his name is David Pawson, he just died I think in 2020, but he was talking about the different words the Greeks had for love, and uh, Philadelphia is uh, that brotherly love, and then they have Eros, which is that intimate love, and none of these are bad, okay, in their, in their right, but they had one called agape, and for Christians, and this is the love that uh, is expressed in this chapter, 
Uh, it's translated as charity here as well. But it's interesting that David Pawson said it wasn't a common word in ancient Greece. It was just something that wasn't really used. And I even looked it up on Wikipedia and it said that you can't really find examples of, of that word agape in Greek polytheistic literature. So when they write about their gods and stuff, you don't find the word agape. But it was made popular by the New Testament. Because you see, agape wasn't self-love. You see, you ever hear those people, and not knocking people from Hollywood, because we all need some time alone. Me time, taking care of me and all this. Because that self-love is very understandable. It's like, I'm going to take care of myself. And we understand, we do need to take care of ourselves. But this agape is not that. It's to take care of others. It's self-sacrificing love. It's, it's to meet the needs of others. It's exactly what Jesus did. It wasn't popular in Greece, but it was made popular by Jesus and by those Christians that begin to sacrifice to love others. So this is that love that I'm talking about. It's not so much that uh, you honk at someone if you love Jesus, but I like what one person said. Because the first thing we're going to deal with is verses 1 to 12 is you develop your love in giving. The fruit of the Spirit, the Bible said, is, is love. And someone said, uh, I think it was a bumper sticker. It said, tithe if you love Jesus. Anyone can honk. But the love in giving is the self-sacrificing love. And Paul begins to share that we need to express our love for God by showing our love to others. So let's look. I've got a bunch of stuff to read, but let me just get started. Verse 1. He begins to deal concerning. Now concerning the collection, verse 1, for the saint, as I have given order to the churches of Galatia, even so do ye. He said, I already told the Galatians, I'm receiving an offering for the saints which were in Jerusalem, in Judea. They were under persecution. So we've never faced this in the States. Well, actually, if you were Japanese, you faced this in World War II. They kicked you out of your homes and they put you in internment camps, okay? And that was explicit racism, okay? That happened at, at, during war, I know, and everything, but uh, this would happen. So there was a there was a distress. The Bible writes about a present distress and, and Christians were having their goods spoiled. They were losing jobs and houses. This is in Jerusalem and Judea. So Paul is telling the church, there's a collection. It's not just for the poor, but it's for the saints that need clothes and the saints that need food. It's for the church members. He said, Eat, just the Galatians doing it, I want you to do it too. And he said, upon the first day of the week, let every one of you Lay by him in store, as God hath prospered him, that there be no gatherings when I come. There's a lot in verse 2. So Paul said on the first day of the week, and some people wonder, when, why, is, why do you have church on a Sunday? Because the Greeks had, or excuse me, the Jews had church on Saturday. That was the Sabbath. Why do Christians have church on a Sunday? Well, Paul refers to the first day of the week. Now, we all know by looking at a calendar, the seventh day of the week is what? Saturday. The first day of the week is Sunday. So Paul could have said on Sunday church to receive an offering for these saints. We don't receive it for the poor saints at this church, but we do something similar. On the first Sunday of the month, 
this local church receives an offering for world missions. What does that go to do? It goes to meet the needs of a work. And a lot of these places, if you think you don't have a lot of money because you can't go to Starbucks, I mean, that's not, that's not the same as people face in the Philippines where we have a church. I mean, people are really, uh, they have extreme needs financially overseas, okay? And when you preach the gospel there, you deal with that, which means if you have a big church, it might not even support the pastor because people don't really give. So what we're doing by world missions is we're supporting that church and that pastor because the congregation might not be able to do that. And whatever else they need to do and outreach and printing tracks and uh, wherever else the church does, we're, that's kind of the way we do it in 2022. But if there were needs, brethren, there's a lot of times you'll see a brother or a sister have a need and you'll meet their need. It's a blessing to do that. So we don't generally, I think that there was a brother in Graham, Washington or a family. Did you hear about this? Their house burned down or something? And over the pulpit, I believe this is some years ago, the pastor in the church said, help them. So what was he doing? He was giving the church license to be a blessing to this brother and this sister that had lost everything. I don't know their names, but they probably got really blessed. But all the people just rose up and did it, okay? so, But it shows here this Sunday. And I wanted to share this because a lot of people, they say, well, why do you have church on Sunday? And look. In, in heaven, you have church every day, okay? So it's not one day above another. But as a Christian, you have to know your rights in Christ. And a lot of people will try to say, if you really love God, you worship on the Sabbath. No, that's for Jews. Now, I worship God on the Sabbath too. I worship God on Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday and Thursday and Friday. Yeah, all week long. So Jesus rose from the dead on Sunday. Sunday. Not the Sabbath. On Sunday. How do you know that? Mark chapter 6, verse 9. It's good for you to know that. Mark chapter 6, verse 9. Now, when Jesus was risen early the first day of the week, what? Sunday. So it said Jesus rose from the dead Sunday. What do we celebrate? The resurrection. Every Sunday. And then 50 days later, after the Passover, the Jewish Passover, there was another feast called the Feast of Weeks. Okay? So it was seven weeks and one day after the last, uh, after the Passover, which was on a Sabbath or a Saturday. So seven Sabbaths is seven weeks, right? But that's 49 days. It's called Pentecost, okay? The Feast of Weeks. And it's 50 days after the Passover, which was on a Saturday. So Pentecost would have happened on a Sunday. So the Holy Ghost was poured out on a Jewish feast. It was a Jewish feast. People were in Jerusalem celebrating this feast of weeks. But what happened? The Holy Ghost got poured out on a Sunday. So what I'm saying is that Christians worship, and we worship all the time and every day, but that's typically where we commemorate Christ is on a Sunday. It's the Lord's Day. So anyway, so that's just for you. You got to be able to tell people and uh, enjoy your freedom in Christ. But I worship God all the time. And it said, let him lay by in store. And so I like this. It says, as God hath prospered him. So the Bible said in 3 John, we don't preach a prosperity gospel where if you love God, he gives you money. Okay. But prosperity is not a sin either. Okay. Because there were people in Corinth that had physical wealth. And even in the local church, you'll know some people, 
they've got a nice car and some people got Lamborghinis, right? You said Chevrolets, they come in some of Chevrolets, right? And, uh, but it doesn't, God doesn't rate your soul, but some people, they, they prosper and some people are astute business people, but God recognizes and, and we recognize that some people, they have material wealth. The Bible says Abraham was very rich. So it's not a sin. It doesn't mean you're greedy if you have a lot of money. The Bible said in 3 John chapter 1 and verse 2, Beloved, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health even as thy soul prospereth. And in Proverbs 10 and 22, it said, The blessing of the Lord, it maketh rich. And he addeth no sorrow with it. You don't have to lie, cheat, steal in order for God to to bless you. So Paul said, for those of you that are blessed, lay aside what God has prospered you with, and we're going to give it to the saints which are in Judea, Jerusalem, the the Christians. And verse 3, and when I come, whomsoever ye shall approve by your letters, them will I send to bring your liberality unto Jerusalem. The Bible says in 1 John chapter 4 and verse 21, and this commandment we have from him, that he who loveth God, love his brother also. As we develop our love and giving, we're developing not just directing our love at ourselves, but directing our love at others. And brethren, let me tell you, you will feel so much better when you do something for someone else. Say, no, but I... And, and God can bless you when you do it. Let, <laughs> this is awesome. So let me share this. So I was showing my daughter what was in my like expense account. And she goes, that's a lot of money. I said, honey, $14 is not a lot of money. But two, I was getting her a, a Coke at McDonald's, like $1.82. So it's like, now I have $13, okay, instead of four. But it's just in my expenses, you know, for the budget and everything. So, but uh, knowing that, we, we wanted to get this lady a Starbucks. We were shopping at a grocery store, and I said, ma'am, can I buy you a Coke? No. Can I buy you a water? No. Do you drink coffee? We're trying to bless this lady, right? And she goes, yes, I like Starbucks, and I used to go. And I said, can we buy you a Starbucks? No, no, I could Why not? I couldn't accept. You know how people are. I'd feel rotten. I'd feel awful. I said, ma'am, you serve us all the time. You serve us. You, you, you help us out, get our groceries. Please, let us buy you a Starbucks. I said, Preacher, are you trying to brag on what you did? No, just listen, right? So, so she tells us which kind she wants, and I told my wife, you know, just uh, put it on the debit card or whatever, go and get it. So my wife comes back, and the lady's really happy. She gets it. I said, try it, because if you don't like it, they'll remake it. And uh, she tried it. Oh, it's great. Okay, fine. We left. So it was a hard time to ring it up. So long story short, they charged me, she put $5 on the card, and then somehow there was a mistake, and they took $5 off the card, and it was like $5 and some change. So they charged us like 19 cents because of their big bet. And so my wife called and said, sorry, I think you refunded you know, the money and everything, so uh, we're sorry. And he goes, oh, no, it's good, it's good. You know, I, I fixed it and everything. So, so basically, Starbucks gave the lady a drink, and we just carried it to her. And you say, well, preacher, that's cool. Yeah, it's cool to give away other people's stuff. So anyway, so, but you know that we were going to pay for it. We tried to. We tried to give them our money and they gave it back. But you know what? It is exciting to be a giver. It is. 
And that's why I don't have a problem paying my tithe because I'm giving someone else's money. It's God's money. It's like, here you go. It's not my money. But it's exciting to give. And you know what? We bought some stuff at, you know, at the grocery store. But the most important and exciting thing was being a blessing to someone. And guess what? Your kids see it too. And your kids see that you're excited. And they see that people change when they realize that someone cares about them and they're worth something. And people are worth something, and they need to be told that by. Anyway, so if you want to get a free Starbucks, go make a complicated order and make sure. No, just no. We, we spend money at Starbucks. God knows, but they gave it back, and I, I. God knows, and anyway, God's faithful. God's good, and it's the Bible says in verse four. And if it be meet that I go also, they shall go with me. So he's arranging this trip to go to deliver this offering to this church, and he said. And he, he, he spends time talking about this. It's important. Now I will come unto you when I shall pass through Macedonia, for I do pass through Macedonia. And it may be that I will abide, yea, and winter with you, that ye may bring me on my journey whithersoever I go. For I will not see you now by the way, but I must tarry a while with you if the Lord permit but I will tarry at Ephesus until Pentecost. I'll be there for their Sunday service, right? And for a great door, I like this, and effectual is open unto me, and there are many adversaries. I like that because you see, this is something you need to expect as a Christian, okay? Expect a tension between the move of God and the resistance of the enemy. There's always going to be a tension. Why? Because the enemy wants everything that God wants. He wants you to serve him. What did he say to Jesus? He said, bow down and worship me. And that's, that's all that the devil wants. Why? That's what God wants. So the devil's always going to send things your way. And sometimes people won't even realize it, that they're being used as a tool of the enemy. So you don't need to take it out on people. But... Uh, you need to realize that Paul said, hey, God opened the door. And if God opens the door, no man can shut it. And guess what he said? There are many adversaries. So he said, pray for me. You know, uh, we need your help in prayer. And brethren, if you want to pray for someone, pray for me. So God knows. Pray for Sister Bigelow. Pray for each other. And I do. I, I come here almost every day during the week. I pray for you. I pray for your situations, your children, your jobs, your health and everything. Why? Because, man, the enemy, he likes to try to just mess with your head. And really, it's just real. But I want to know that, I want you to know that, man, someone's on your side. So I, I shared this before, but I was headed to work years ago. And my, I was in a mind battle. You ever been in a mind battle? And it was just kind of like, it wasn't a headache or anything, but it was just like I was just like in the gutter of a mind battle. And I remember coming around the corner from... 295 to I-10 eastbound. And as I came around that corner, it was just like the skies lifted off my head. And I was like, I wonder if someone was praying for me. I mean, because I wasn't even fighting. I was just kind of down in that little battle and everything. Wasn't trying to get out of it. You ever been there? You're like, ah, I'm just going to ride this battle out. you know. But it was just like it all went away. I think someone prayed for me. That was like 20 years ago. But man, I still remember it. Don't remember what happened at work. Remember that I felt like this, this my, my, my countenance had just lifted, and, and I believe in the power of prayer. Now, if Timotheus comes, see that he may be, that's Timothy, he may be with you without fear, for he worketh the work of the Lord 
as I also do. He's endorsing Timothy for the work of the gospel. Let no man therefore despise him. Why? He was a younger preacher, might not have been as uh, uh, experienced as Paul. It said, but conduct him forth in peace that he may come unto me, for I look for him with the brethren. As touching our brother Apollos, that's another preacher, I greatly desired him to come unto you with the brethren, but his will was not at all to come at this time, but he will come when he shall have convenient time. So we're dealing with service, not only service in uh, giving and offerings, but service as these men, these men just, they, they, they traveled around uh, perhaps even leaving their families behind to serve the church. And, and really that's our greatest desire is to serve people. And if, if ever you can do, and we're going to look at the next section, it's develop love in everything, verses 13 to 23. Develop love in everything. You know, well, like when a lady walks by or a guy walks by, if a lady has perfume, why does a lady have perfume and a guy have cologne? But whatever, you know, it's the same thing, right? But after they walk by, you smell it. You don't smell it when they're coming. You smell it after they've passed by, right? You're like, wow, that smells nice, you know? And uh, it follows you. So this guy got in an Uber and he's like, man, your car stinks. And the guy's like, sorry, I just cleaned it. And so he got out of the Uber and then he went into Starbucks to grab a drink. And he, he talked to the manager. He goes, hey, manager, you need to clean your store up. Your, your store stinks bad. And the manager's like, I'm sorry, sir. We'll get right on it. We'll do an extra cleaning. And then the man is like, he went home fuming, right? And he said, man, I think the whole world stinks. And then he went down to take off his shoes and realized he had stepped in something. You know, sometimes we think it's everybody else, and it's us. We stepped in something. But you know that you think everyone else stinks, but really it's your attitude that stinks. But my point is, and what God said through Paul, he said in verse 13, he said, Watch ye, stand fast in the faith. Quit you like men, be strong. And it's an exhortation to keep going. And why do you have to watch? Because the devil comes not to do what? Kill, destroy, or the last two. But the first one is this word. It's translated steal. But you know what the Greek is? Klepto. Have you ever heard of a kleptomaniac? That's someone who will steal something and you won't even know it's gone. This comedian said, someone stole everything in my apartment and replaced it with an exact replica. So I was like, I'm going to tell that to someone, and they didn't get the joke. They're like, oh, man, that's messed up. I said, no, they replaced it. Anyway, I'm sorry. But you can, you can be going around and, and, and going to church, and the devil's taking your joy and taking your peace, and you won't even know it's gone until a situation comes up, and the joy's not there, and the peace isn't there. That's why Paul said, watch he said, stand fast in the faith. Quit you like men, which means don't quit. And he said, be strong. Be strong. This is what I like to get to. If you could remember one verse of scripture, this is really where we want to, want to get there and talking about the guy that stepped in something or the woman's perfume or the man's cologne. He said, let all your things be done with charity. Man, that's quite a powerful verse so 2022 do everything you do in love 
Do everything you do in love. You mean go to the store with love? Yes. Drive on the I-10 with love? Yes. Let someone merge. Have a good day. Let two people merge. You know how like some people, I'm going to let one guy in, but that next guy, he ain't coming in. I mean, I'm going to ride that guy's bumper looking at him like this. Like we own the road or something? I'm like, come on. We all got to get on the road. I might not let 15 people in, but you know what? If I have love guiding my actions, I'm going to be a different person. If I have love guiding my actions, you see, because people can be an obstacle or an opportunity. I think Jesus saw them as an opportunity. He even saw people that were, uh, you know, religious in different things. Even Judas, he called him friend. He gave him one more chance to repent. And uh, when we begin to say, and if you remember one verse of scripture from this whole Bible study, remember 1 Corinthians chapter 16, verse 14, let all your things be done with charity. And let that perfume of God's word lead with you and be with you at work. And he's like, preacher, but love my boss or love this person at church is irritable or this person at work is irritable. I know, but love is self-sacrificing. Maybe they've never been loved before. You know, a lot of people, they treat others how they think they feel themselves. If they don't feel any good, that's the way they're going to treat others. But if they're loved, man, it might make them like a flower, just like open up, right? I beseech you, brethren, you know the house of Stephanus. That was one of the people that Paul baptized. You can read that in 1 Corinthians chapter 1. That is the first fruits of Icaia, and they that, I like this, and they that have addicted themselves to the ministry of the saints. You know, people are addicts. They might be addicts to, you know, people have their drug of choice, whatever it is. But I like this. They were addicted to serving the brethren. I like that. And I know people like that. They're, I think my, I don't know if my, my neighbor is going to listen to this, but so be it. Her name is Jan. She's like addicted to blessing this church with baked goods. And you might not eat them, but you think about it. It takes, you know, it takes too long to bake, right? It takes time. And so she could just make it for herself or sell it, but she brings it to church. And I mean, it brings and makes nice stuff and varieties of stuff. It's like she's got an addiction. Why does she do all that? She wants to be a blessing. You know what? And I really appreciate that. And you know, it takes all those things to run a church and a bunch of different people serving in love. But one of these people, they'd addicted themselves to the ministry of the saints, the house of Stephanus. So they were a bunch of fired up people that loved the brethren, right? That ye submit yourself unto such and to everyone that helpeth with us and laboreth. I am glad at the coming of Stephanus and Fortunatus and Icaeus. For that which was lacking on your part, they have supplied. Why? They were addicted to the ministry of the saints. For they have refreshed my spirit and yours. Therefore acknowledge that ye them that are such. The churches of ages salute you, Aquila and Priscilla. That's that married couple that are always mentioned together. Someone had told about uh, uh, one thing, and I, I, I said, no, we, we, we're do, we do it as a family. My, my family, we like to roll together. You know, there's some things that aren't for kids, but I just like to stick together in whatever we do, especially with me and my wife. And uh, so Aquila and Priscilla, marriage is God's greatest team. Salute you much in the Lord and with the church that is in their house. All the brethren greet you, greet ye one another with an holy kiss. Now, we don't do this culturally, okay? So... Maybe they do this in DR. Do they come up and kiss you on the cheek? Mwah, mwah. 
Do they do that? That's what he's talking about. So in the Middle East, they do that too. I was in Jordan in the Middle East. Uh, we actually, we could see Israel from where we came in. on the, But we were in the desert. And this guy named, I think his name was Muhammad, believe it or not. He was this Jordanian soldier. He goes, Adam! And he comes and goes, Mwah! Mwah! And he kissed me, you know, two t- on the cheek, right? That's what they do. And he was a Muslim, but that's how they greet people over there. And I said, don't ever do that again. <laughs> don't ever. I mean, I had a gun. He had a gun. It could have been like, you know. But, but that's how, when I lived in Turkey, that's how they would greet in France. If you've seen it, that's how a lot of people greet. This is what he was talking about. But in our culture in America, it's not the same. Okay, people wouldn't understand if you did that. But, you know, shake their hand or, or give them a hug or a fist bump as COVIDly appropriate. But what you're trying to do is establish that you're a brother, you're a sister. Okay, that, that there's a connection there. All right, that there's love there. And it said, the salutation of me, Paul, with mine own hand, if any man... Love not the Lord Jesus Christ. Let him be anathema. Let him be accursed. And Maranatha means the Lord's coming. So in verse 23 and 24, I got about a minute left. Develop the truth. And this is so important as we conclude Corinthians. Develop the truth that you are loved. That you are loved. And really, you are loved. I mean, I love you, but I only love you because God told me to come and love you. God loves you way more than I do. God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son. And he told me to go tell everybody, hey, tell them I love them. Okay, Lord, but I was going to be a cop. That's not in your plans anymore. Okay, Lord, I'll watch YouTube videos, but I'll go tell people that, I, that you love them. Really, that's what God said. And that's, say, preacher, that's all you do? That's all I do. That, that is my job. And that's everything that I do and my whole job and everything that I get is to tell people, like, God loves you. And, you know, if people don't know that, they do some crazy things if they don't know that God loves them. And it says, the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with you. Listen, my love be with you all in Christ Jesus. Amen. So not only God loves you, but he said, hey, I love you too, brothers and sisters. And Jesus never went around telling anyone that he loved them, but he showed it. But his ministers, they want to share that love of Christ, that agape, self-serving, selfless, excuse me, serving love, self-sacrificing, serving love. And so I was talking with a parent. I'd like to close with this. I was talking with a parent at my daughter's school, and his son goes to my daughter's school. And they're graded on a color system, right? So I think blue is good or purple when you're in kindergarten in red it's not good okay so that's like the bad the bad color and his kid was high strung he said he was sitting on red i mean he was red all the time right and the teacher said it's not that important it's just you know the, but the kid they you know they think that i'm bad i'm no good i'm always red so he did not have a good year that whole year but the next year the next teacher in first grade He was reading a book or something, and the teacher said, wow, you're reading it like, you know, I don't remember the exact, but like a second or third grade level. And it said the kid basically came alive. He began, like his father was talking to me, to think, wow, someone thinks I'm something special? I'll show him. And so now he reads all the time, his father said. But basically, it took him straight out of the red when someone in wisdom said that they loved him and they found something good that he could do and it changed his behavior just like that why they found out that they someone thought that they were worth something 
Amen. And that's what God thinks about you. He thinks you're worth something. So preacher, I struggle with this. We all do. We all get frustrated. We all do. But in all your frustration and all everything that you go through, let love just perfume that. Get some sweet spirit spray and spray it all over yourself, like that love spray. I don't know if love is the name of a cologne or whatever, but agape spray. Just put it all over, body spray, and let that love of Jesus Christ show through you. And, and show someone else that they're worth something, however you do it, and in the wisdom that God gives you. And it'll change someone's life. It'll change someone's life. And uh, amen. God bless you is our prayer. Uh, see you Thursday. And next Thursday, Pastor Keckle's going to be here, and we're going to have a good time in the Lord. I think there's a bunch of folks coming in, and we're going to be shouting and jumping, maybe, and maybe going, oh my, but it's going to be a good time. Amen. Amen. God bless you is our prayer.